Hey everybody, been here quick. I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up about this episode. So I had to switch up what I was using to record my usual audio with, and uh, it's I'm very quiet in the episode, you notice, so I apologize for that. I'm going to try and find a better way to uh, fix my audio so it's not as bad, because it's, it's been a little messy sometimes. But So yeah, if you can't really understand me that well, that's why I had to switch it up so anyway enjoy the episode hello everyone and welcome back to the great stare podcast i'm your host tyler i'm your host and i'm your host marlon so as you can see uh this past week has been pretty big for movie news and entertainment in general so we just figured we would do a little wrap up uh to to sort of fill the gap in between um our next episode which will be a review of zack snyder's justice league um, but today, uh, we did receive a lot of new news regarding Disney and uh, the way they plan to release movies over the course of this summer. Um, so does someone want to run down kind of the gist of what's happening? Yeah. All right. So basically, Disney Plus, or Disney in general, they had an investor's call, was it? I think it was. I believe uh, so. Yes. I, th- I think it was today. But anyway. Yeah, they're canceling Disney Plus, guys. Sorry, but it's over. Yeah, they're going to merge with Crackle. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually going to sell off everything to PlayStation Video. So, what do you guys? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, uh, so, in case you don't know, um, Disney announced today that Black Widow will be moving to July 9th. And will be on Disney Premier Access as well as theatrical on the same day. Same thing goes for Cruella. And Luca, I believe Luca, Luca is the yeah. other big one. Straight to Disney Plus. Not even a hybrid release. Yeah, like, that, honestly, I, I don't, yeah, that one got a bad. I don't know. I don't really care for Luca as much as I... Well, it was only a teaser, but I'm just not into the into what they're laying down for this movie. I don't know. But uh, I'm glad it's going to Disney Plus, honestly. Uh, that's one less movie you have to see in theaters, which is actually kind of good, actually, you know? Um, but yeah, what yeah. do you guys think about all these moves? Yeah, I'll, I'll start off with Luca. Um, I, I'm a, I was a little confused, to be completely honest, why, why they made this move, because now going on, because we, as we all know, Soul hit Disney Plus on Christmas Day, twenty twenty, which made sense given the the state of how where movies were at last at the end of last year. We kind of had everyone kind of had to hit the ground and either sputter or run, and Disney kind of just chose to bite the bullet on Soul and drop it on Disney Plus. And, and it was like a Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah, and then um, for Onward, last year's uh, twenty twenty film. There was the movie did get a standard theatrical release, but then for like a week, uh, yeah, for like a week, maybe two, depending on where you live. But uh, as we all know, the pandemic kind of threw everything up into proportion. So Onward wound up being a Disney Plus original, not original, but it did wind up hitting well, Disney Plus pretty it did, early. It, it, it like did go early, to PVOD. It got like an early, yeah, yeah early access like PVOD early. thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I do, it's, I think, you know, I think for Luca, I think it's a pretty good decision because uh, considering what they did with Soul, Soul was talked about 
for a, a lot of time like i think even more than well actually i don't know because there was like a lot of like hate watch within um wonder woman 1984 that same yeah weekend I but i think that there was a good word of mouth about soul and i think it i think it even debuted better than wonder woman did in uh, on hbo max but you know of course you know disney plus has more subscribers so it's, it's kind of you can't really compare them yeah. to both but i think for them to throw luca to disney plus is actually quite a good idea because um in reality well actually i don't know because they did just release uh raya and the last dragon but that wasn't pixar but Disney did release that movie and it's not doing as well in theaters, but I assume it's probably doing pretty okay on premiere access. Uh, given, yeah, I think so. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Due to all the news that we got today, but I think uh, by Disney and Pixar just doing this as a nice gesture, you know, to give us like a new Pixar movie again, um, straight mm-hmm. to Disney plus. So I, th- I think that's what they're doing here. They're just giving it to us as a, like a summer gift or something. Yeah, going back to uh, the the famous investors call that uh, a lot of us will now remember where they announced basically everything that or in regard to Disney Plus. Um, when Pixar announced that they were going to be creating original content directly for Disney Plus, and then looking back, I kind of feel like Luca, like if it, it kind of feels more like a Disney Plus movie in terms of story. Like I think the movie looks good. Um, and I think the animation looks pretty cool too, but in terms of quality of and like de- depth and detail of animation and the kind of general story, it does definitely ring more like a movie that you don't necessarily need to see in theaters as opposed to something like Soul. Well, if you're trying, I'm not sure if this is what you're trying to say that maybe all along Luca was supposed to be a Disney Plus original, and they just didn't announce it to today. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I don't really think that it was supposed to be a Disney Plus original all along, but I do definitely think that it did kind of have the vibe of like oh, okay. they knew that they could send it to Disney Plus if if uh needed. Yeah. Sort of like Black Widow. Yeah, cuz I I was I was at the theater yesterday and there was like a poster for Luca there. So um I you know, it, originally Disney was committed for a theatrical release, but I think it fits really yes. well with Disney Plus. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm not. I'm not very. I do think it is a little weird that they're not going with a hybrid, but um, I've I'm not opposed to Luca, uh, Cruella. I'm completely unopposed to as well because I think that, that movie looks pretty entertaining. But and I probably will see it in theaters. But it definitely makes sense that that is one that they're not a hundred percent committed to keeping a soul theatrical, especially if they're not doing Black Widow. Well, actually, can can I go back to Luca real quick? I think that yeah, of course. Yeah, I think with Luca, the, when the trailer released, there was no talk about Luca. You know, nobody was talking about yeah. Luca. Maybe just about the animation, but nobody really cared about the trailer. So I think maybe because the movie didn't get that many, uh, didn't get like a huge reaction to when the trailer came out. Maybe Disney was like, oh, then if this is if it's going to be like that, audiences are probably not going to flock out to see this movie in theaters. So instead, yeah. they're just going to give it away in Disney Plus and let the audience, you know, decide for themselves if they want to see it on there or not. So I think that's maybe what, what happened. Yeah. And I also heard that exactly. Disney Plus's numbers really... Oh, I'll, I'm sorry, but um, uh, I've also heard that uh, Disney Plus's numbers seriously racked up after Soul came out. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, do you guys think this is like another like test that they're going to try too? Yeah. 
I do think that it could it could happen because uh, Bob Chapek, uh, current CEO of Disney, did mention that every movie they're kind of playing by ear and that even after the pandemic ends, they're going to be sh shifting around like their priority, their priorities with what gets a uh, directed Disney plus, what gets a premiere access, what gets a hybrid and what gets an exclusive. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I think like, I, like I said about um, Luca, it really all depends on where the mouth of the marketing and trailers yes. and everything, everybody. Well, a lot of people are excited for uh, black widow. Uh, of course, right now, hype has died down because of all the delays. But then even the Cruella yeah. trailer, the Cruella trailer had talks for maybe a week mm -hmm. after, for like a week long after the trailer came out. Yeah. Uh, Luca didn't have that energy. So I think that their move for Cruella as well, as you mentioned, Tyler, Cruella for the hybrid release, I think is a really smart move because I think that movie is going to make... A good amount of money. I'm I'm not sure right now how much money it could possibly make, but I think it's going to do really good theatrically, and I think it's yeah. going to do really good on Disney Plus as well for premiere access. I agree. Do you guys do you guys think that the premiere access will have some sort of like a a backfire in a way though, like maybe a demand for a lower price? Uh, I don't know because I think it, well, let's. I think what happened here is that. The reason why they they announced more premiere access titles is clearly because maybe it is working for them. Maybe the premiere access model is working very well for Disney, or else they would have dropped it after Mulan, or they would have dropped it after Raya and the Last Dragon. So I think that yeah. you know people, it's it clearly by them announcing that Corolla and Black Widow are going to premiere access. People are actually paying thirty dollars for these movies that you could watch in theaters at the same day, or they could watch at home the same day as theaters so i there's always going to be a demand for uh disney to lower the price down to maybe 25 20 but disney's not going to do it we all know how greedy disney is yeah. and how stingy they are with their money so uh i think the i think the real question here is though is cinemark i mean of course they had problems with ryan the last dragon but is disney and cinemark going to make up for uh make up like a contract for them to play Corella and Black Widow in theaters. I think that's the real question here. I think they should. Whether that actually happens or not remains to be seen. But I do think that Black Widow being in July gives Cinemark enough time to ink out a new contract. Right. And I was also yeah, thinking I mean they're probably gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. It's almost like this AMC and Universal situation last year. To the point where AMC had to agree with Universal. Of course, they had to do some new terms and conditions and the contract and everything. But it all worked out in the end of the day. And I think that's what they're going to do here. It's you know, just what the companies do. They just act petty. And so that one of them will strike another deal. And so they can keep working together. Just all that is. And I think I, they should, they should, um, they should be testing out a higher end premiere access maybe of a 50 dollar uh uh price tag for bob's burgers the movie and everybody talking about jamie also oh yeah oh yeah you gotta throw in death on the nile there too yeah hundred dollars maybe what for was death that on the nile, i think I... bob's burgers the Wait, movie what was that first movie <laughs> oh yeah it doesn't exist that's right that? i don't oh no yeah i'm thinking of family guy the movie yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. Okay. Yeah. Just me. I never heard of that one. But it, it got me thinking, actually. Yeah. Death. Death on the Nile. It got so. me thinking, though. 
now that that Cruella Sorry, no. is officially a hybrid release, and now that A Quiet Place Two moved up to the same opening weekend, and now that Black Widow has moved to July, that makes me think and wonder: Is Disney gonna possibly push up the release of Cruella from May twenty eighth to maybe the May seventh release date of Black Widow? I think that's a, that's I actually very possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, because as we know, for maybe the past like. I would almost say six years, starting with Avengers Age of Ultron, or maybe even maybe even with Iron Man 3 in 2013, is that Disney loves to have the command as the first week of summer release. I guess it just depends when you guys consider the beginning of summer. I would say you see, I used to consider I used to consider my birthday, May 7th, as being the start of the summer movie season, but after Infinity War, I think that they've kind of changed the precedent, and now I would say that it's the end of April. Now, we've specifically been talking about Luca, and we've specifically been talking about Cruella, and we have mentioned Black Widow, but let's get a little bit more into detail about what we think about the Black Widow move to Disney Plus, or well, hybrid release. Um, you guys want to start off with this one? Yeah, okay. Um, I am not opposed to Black Widow going to Premier Access because it is... And I have no, this is no shade to the movie itself because I'm sure it'll be a solid movie. But this is the least essential uh, phase four, phase five movie, if I'm being completely honest. And even though it would still make a decent amount of money, which is why I believe that they shifted it to July, and which I think is a good, is a pretty solid move for them. I don't think it's an amazing move, but I think that it works at least. Um, But I do think that. That this, if there is a Marvel movie that is gonna do a premiere access or Marvel, like maybe like a big, like high profile Star Wars or some kind of thing like that, is it would be Black Widow because I, I would be a little disappointed if they went with this route for Eternals, Shang Chi, or or um, Spider Man is obviously out of the picture, but you kind of get what I mean. Yeah, and. Whose dog is barking up a storm on one? It's actually Lucky the Pizza Dog from Hawkeye, uh, streaming late 2021, starring Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. But I think, as far as the Black Widow thing, at first I was like, it's kind of stupid that they moved it two months if they're going to do the hybrid release anyways. But then I was thinking about it, and I forgot that a few weeks ago, uh, Biden, President Biden, has said that uh, he, it seems like maybe by July 4th, everything's going to be back to normal. So I think Disney rather just roll the dice and uh, release it on July to when supposedly everything's supposed to be back to normal and give give up that May release, yes. which they're so infamous for always reserving every single year. Um, so I think it's actually, I think I think it was a pretty good move, actually. And, you know, Disney Plus, it's, it's, it's going to make racks on Disney Plus. Yeah, we all know. And I also think that... Um... That with Black Widow moving to July 9th, I think that we're going to have an amazing slate of of box office running from sort of the July 4th time when theaters and the country is going to be reopening up. Because in theaters, likely, we'll still have Cruella, Spiral, and um, as well as Quiet Place 2, Conjuring... In the Heights, F9, Top Gun, Peter Rabbit, Black Widow, and The Purge. And 
even after that, there's going to be a very solid run where about every week something's going to be coming out, which is why I also believe Free Guy moved to August. So yeah, I think we're I think we're actually in a very solid spot right now, and I think that we're going to have not entirely normal summer movie season because streaming and premiere access is pretty game changing for uh, Hollywood and big studios to be doing. But I, I'm actually very happy with where we're kind of at right now for the box office. Yeah, I mean, it, the box office hasn't been amazing, obviously, but it, it definitely was Tom and oddly enough with Tom and Jerry. There's a lot of there's yeah. an increase of hope in the box office. Not even Ryan the Last Dragon. Tom and Jerry was a huge opener. Yeah. Pandemic standards, right? But I think I think that opening is definitely gonna change with uh or that record is gonna change with Godzilla vs. Kong next week. Um mm-hmm. I I I assume it's probably gonna make a little bit over twenty million, maybe twenty five million dollars opening weekend. I think it's very possible, especially with the news of Regal opening back up soon. So, uh, yeah, I think it, everything seems promising as of now. Let's just hope that nothing gets worse as we go on right now, especially with spring break happening. Let's not let's hope that a lot of people stay responsible with where they're traveling to and who they're hanging out with. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's really about it for me. Yeah. Um, one question I just want to ask you guys, because you guys kind of know a little bit more about this stuff than I do. If it's not this group of movies... I guess what what uh, other movies do you think could be put could potentially Jungle Cruise. this route? I think Jungle Cruise should. I think Free Guy would make a lot of money on Premiere Access, but I think they should keep that in theaters. I the I don't know if Free Guy could do Premiere Access because it's still technically Fox, so maybe if anything, it would have to still go through the HBO Max process first since they have a deal with HBO still. But yeah, I do agree. Jungle Cruise is going to be the next Premiere Access movie. I don't think Shang Chi will though. Because it's in September already. I, agree. I think I think I don't think they're looking in that far into the future. Yeah, I do not yeah. think Eternals should, and I don't think Encanto should. I don't think West Side Story should. Yeah, I think anything anything after August is pretty much safe as a exclusive theatrical yeah. release. Maybe. All right. Do you guys want to move on to um, the DC news? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So I'll I'll start this one off. Um, as most of you do know, uh, this past week saw the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which led to a lot of people, uh, fans in particular, asking and campaigning on social media to restore the Snyderverse because it's looking more and more like Zack's story won't be completed. Right now, it's very much looking like DC is going to try to move away from Zack's vision especially with their upcoming slate and um, sort of takeover by J.J. Abrams in a way. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? I am very devastated by this news because I did, I you know, in preparation for Zack Snyder's Justice League, I did rewatch Man of Steel and the ultimate cut of Batman vs. Superman, which I really do like those movies. I'm not done with Justice League yet, uh, Snyder's, Snyder's Justice League. Uh, I'm like two hours and a half in, but I'll finish it tonight for sure for the review for us to record the review. But anyways, uh, I'm kind of saddened by this news because I actually really like what Snyder has been doing with these DC movies, like the more grounded feel to the movies that he does. And even in, in even in some ways, he like politically put some political yeah. elements into into his DC films, which I really like a lot, actually. 
And I would even say religious themes. Yeah, that too, definitely. Yeah. And even though I like what Walter Hamada has been doing with um, DC, I really enjoy Aquaman. I love Shazam. Shazam is still my favorite DCEU movie. Uh, I, even though I like the direction that they're going in right now, you know, Birds of Prey even, I, I liked Birds of Prey quite a lot. I do, I do want them to finish up Snyder's, uh, Snyder's story in the DCEU. At least wrap it up with one more movie, maybe one Justice League miniseries. Um, you know, as a sequel to Zack Snyder's Justice League. So uh, this is very sad news for me because I really like him as a director. He's, you know, visually, he, he's really, uh, he, he really puts a lot of thought into his stories. Even though, they could, even though they manage to be super long, I think they pay off in the end. So uh, yeah, Ben, do you want to answer this question? And which is a bummer for a lot of people. I think it's sad. In some way, they definitely should continue. Just... Just, just at least a nightmare story or something because, you know, some people have been saying this too, like an animated form. I would like this, uh, but I'm with you, Marlon. Like, I really like, uh, I really enjoy Aquaman, Shazam, and Birds of Prey. Those are my probably my three favorites. But you know, Man and Man of Steel gets could take overtake Aquaman easily, but. Yeah, um, based, all I really can say is I hope that maybe this will lead to Zach doing some more of his own original projects, you know. I think, you know, Army of the Dead looks really good, I think. Uh, so that's just really the best I can hope for. And as far as DC goes, I just don't feel like they've earned the multiverse approach yet, personally. Well, they're yeah, just... Um, I Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah, I I think that it is definitely very, very sad that um, the Snyder story isn't going to continue because I'm a big Zack Snyder's fan. I have been since Man of Steel. Uh, I, I think he's honestly one of my favorite directors of all time, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but I'm very sad that the story probably won't be continuing and going off of some of some of their upcoming announcements such as the Zatanna movie uh written by Emerald Fennel um i think that and judging from Walter Hamada's words himself saying that that DC's approach in the future is going to be doing a movie and then milking a HBO Max TV show out of it i think that that'll be cool for a bit but i don't think it's sustainable at all oh, I didn't for long term so well actually i, I mean maker show but... yeah so they're gonna be starting it off with the suicide squad they're gonna be doing the peacemaker show and then huh. uh after the batman they'll do gotham city police department after and then after Aquaman 2, I don't think this is confirmed yet, but I did hear from a couple sources that they are planning a Mara show starring Amber Heard. That would... Wait, are you, are you serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm not joking. So, um, not to get <laughs> oh political or God. anything, but um, I, like I, I think we all know why that's a pretty bad idea. <laughs> That's like the Hulk Cara Dune show announcement from a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I,
the other movie, I, I don't know why that this just popped to mind when you said Trenched, but the Trenched movie is not going to happen. That movie's so oh, yeah, I said, I said, I said the Trench, that that Aquaman thing. Yeah, I think the Trench. Yeah. Should it should go to HBO Max? I think Amazon's should go to HBO Max. I, think, I don't think the Mara show should happen at all. Yeah, the, they should just, you know, that is would, true, yeah, they should I just would, scrap the Mara show for a, a, what's it called, a show of Atlantis, you know, in the DCEU. Yeah. Expand on that a little bit more. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, speaking of Atlantis, maybe, um, I feel like they might, I, I kind of think okay. they might be holding off from doing an Atlantis show, especially with news of the Wakanda series and um, Black Panther 2 kind of being more about Wakanda rather than the Black Panther Right, um, but because I was watching a uh, Grace Randolph's video this morning that she just posted around, around along the similar topic, and she mentioned that Zack Snyder, in regard to Marvel, has always been a little ahead of what they're doing, but Walter Hamada and Jeff Johns have always been very behind and trying to play catch up. Yeah, because I think I think in terms of uh, Snyder's DCEU or his Snyderverse or whatever, I think I don't think it's entirely his fault for anything. I think it's mainly on Warner Brothers because clearly he has the vision, he has the stories, he has the great directing chops. Right, he's a great director. Um, it's just that studios cut his movies to shit to the point where. His, yeah, his movies are like BVS. Yeah, even. BVS. Look at BVS. I would even say that Man of Steel. It feels like Man of Steel was originally a three-hour movie cut down to two hours and twenty minutes. And um, as for Justice League, obviously they cut down a huge four-hour movie to less than two hours. So uh, I think it's entirely on Warner Brothers. I'm. I would not blame Snyder at all. Uh, you know, before I think last week when we were talking about the DCEU, I think I told you guys that um, we were talking about the 2017 Justice League, and I was telling you guys that I wish that they made the Cyborg and the Flash movie before they made a Justice League movie. But now watching the Snyder Cut, they actually introduce and develop these characters very, very well in this four-hour mm-hmm. movie, and I think that. Yeah, they pay off. off. I I now see why Snyder decided to introduce them in Justice League over their own solo movie first. Yeah, I agree. I I completely understand. I think I'll talk more about that later for the Justice League review later later tonight. But um, yeah, it's just at this point, I don't even think it's Snyder. It's not Snyder. It's Warner Brothers that's just trying to catch up with the MCU. Oh, uh, so Tyler had to log off. <laughs> he has to go somewhere. So he had to log off for the podcast. So it's, it's only you and me uh, right now, Ben. So let's finish this off. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add. Um, Tyler briefly mentioned the Zatanna movie. I guess we'll see oh, yeah. how that goes. Oh, yeah. the I'm, I'm quite excited for that movie, actually. Uh, you know, at first I was kind of, I don't, I don't know the character. So uh, I was kind of skeptical to see how the DCEU would introduce this character to to audiences that don't even know about her. But um, now knowing that uh, Emerald Fennell is going to be writing the movie, not directing, maybe she will sign on to direct it in a few months after she writes the screenplay treatment or whatever. Um, but right now she is writing the movie. And I did just rewatch Promising Young Woman last night. Um, I went to go see it in the theater last night. 
since I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while again. And I think with Promising Woman, that movie is, is, is so well written. I know you haven't seen it, Ben, but the movie is so sharply written to the point where it's like, I just can't believe that's like a real movie. Like it, it actually feels quite insane in its own ways. Uh, so um, I am, I'm very excited for that movie. Uh, I wonder who they're going to cast for Zatanna. So uh, that would be, I think it, yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be heavy on, um, or not heavy. I think it's really going to depend on who they cast for the leading role as well to sell this movie. Carrie, yeah, I was, um, I was thinking Carrie, Carrie Mulligan for a second last night. Hey, there's a chance. Yeah. So yeah, there's really no telling at this point, like what they'll do. Um, we want to just give our uh, most anticipated DC stuff quick. Just uh, yeah, maybe just to wrap things up. I think I think should we do our top three most anticipated DC things? Yeah, I'm pro- I'm gonna say four just because I don't know how to rank it, but yeah, do it. Okay, so uh, obviously Batman is up there, but I think in terms of the DCEU. It's definitely between uh, Shazam 2, Black Adam, and uh, The Suicide Squad, which I'm super excited for. Uh, yeah, I love Shazam. Like I kept on saying earlier today, and I'm very excited to see what they do with Black Adam. So those are definitely high up there. And I'm excited to see James Wan, or not James, James Wan, James Gunn's take on The Suicide Squad. And obviously the Batman. Come on, how can you not be excited for the Batman? Yeah. Yeah, mine, the Batman's up there for me. Um, the Suicide Squad as well. And I'm really looking forward to Shazam, especially because Sinbad is going to be in it. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really funny at the fandom. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, the only one I'm really not looking forward to is Flash, honestly, just because everything that happened with Ray Fisher is super unfortunate and pretty gross. Or it is gross. right. Um, I, but yeah, that's a that's I, really awesome. I was gonna put the Flash up there, and I am still excited for the Flash. But the thing with the Flash is that at this point, I, I don't even know what direction they want to go with that movie. Of course, they want to go the multiverse direction, but yeah. now there's even reports saying that Michael Keaton might not even be in the movie if the COVID situation gets worse. Which of course it, it's under it's understandable yeah. for his age and everything, but like it definitely just kind of screams that they don't know yet what direction they want to head in with this movie, what Batman they want to use and all that. So, um, yeah, especially when that, I forget his name, but that original director had a really good idea. It seemed solid and they got rid of it. Was it? I think his script or his idea for the flash movie was super intriguing super exciting as well yeah so is there anything else you want to uh well uh i'm excited to see isaac gonzalez and shazam too because that's my that's my girl right there ever since 2017 june 25th 2017 <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm very excited for Shazam too yeah and then they'll waste her and never use her yeah i kind of wish they would cast her in so, mcu instead honestly well you never know uh yeah so if there's nothing else we want to say we want to say thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this little news discussion this won't happen very much but if we need to get an episode out we just why not it's 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 a rare occasion at this point 
Just mainly because a lot of movies are made again. Yeah, so many people do yeah. it. Yeah, well, so many people cover news, so... Yeah, so that's just our take. We hope you guys... Yeah, we got it. more... Hope you guys we got more safe. content coming up for the next days. Uh, we're going to be recording the Zack Snyder's Justice League review tonight. Um, it took us so long, mainly... I think mainly because of me. Because I, I, I was... I was out of the country for uh, its debut and its release opening weekend, let's say. So I'm barely just catching up on it. I'm I'm going to actually, after this podcast, I'm actually going to go back to my living room and finish it up, which I'm really excited about. But uh, yeah, and then we got a review. Yeah, thanks for... a lot for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, I delayed a whole... No, I'm just... Yeah, now I have nothing to say. <laughs> now I have nothing to say about that. No, I'm just oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I think we're reviewing nobody yeah. this week, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll personally be seeing it, but I might still hop on the episode. Right. Just, okay. You know, then yeah, we can probably talk about it. Yeah, nobody. Obviously, Godzilla versus Kong. I'm not sure. Maybe I think we are still going to do that Godzilla retrospect thing. Yeah, I was thinking maybe we can mix that with the nobody review. Maybe. I don't know. Because I don't know how much we have right. to say. Okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, we'll see. Though. Yeah, everybody, stay safe. Have a nice week. And we'll see you next time. And don't forget to do the great stare. <laughs>